I have uh, had sex with women who work for me on this show. That was David Letterman admitting on national television that he was being blackmailed. Letterman was a victim of the Badger Game, a con designed to draw people into embarrassing situations, then squeeze them for money. Legally, it's blackmail, but that means the victim must announce their dirty little secret in public. Scammers know this. That's why when they put the sucker in such a position, they know it's unlikely to be reported. You're about to hear how the Badger Game works and why some Japanese women ride escalators while wearing short skirts. This is Scams and Cons, and I'm Jim Grinstead. I won't tell you a victim's sob story, but I will tell you how the scam was pulled off. But don't think you can learn how to beat the next con artist that comes your way. If you're the mark, you'll never see it coming. This type of scam was originally known as the Badger Game. You may have heard it called the Honey Trap or, these days, Sextortion. There's no definitive answer, but the term Badger Game is said to have originated back in the time when a dog and a badger were thrown in a ring for a fight to the finish. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary says the phrase Honey Trap originated in a John Le Carré spy novel. Unlike the Russian Bride Scam, where people are lured into sending money to someone they've never met, this takes place face-to-face, up close and personal. It involves touch, closeness, and the illusion of an emotional bond. One slip-up can destroy months of work and maybe end your life. The Badger Game is a trope for movies, usually espionage films, and it has been used by intelligence agencies to gain information or access. More commonly, it's simply a matter of putting a mark into a scandalous situation than extorting her for money to keep the matter secret. The situation is usually sexual, and sometimes can involve attracting the mark with a promise of a homosexual act, underage children, child pornography, a sexual fetish, or some other activity. The con may also attempt to convince someone to commit a crime or other act that has severe consequences, legal or otherwise. So let's drag some dead presidents into the picture. We know JFK had affairs, and then there was the whole Bill Clinton thing. But let's go back to when George Washington was president. That's just a marker. This scandal doesn't involve him. There is a tryst going on between Alexander Hamilton and Maria Reynolds in 1791 and 1792. Maria's husband found out, and since Hamilton was in a high-profile job as Secretary of the Treasury, the husband demanded $1,300 from Hamilton to keep the secret. Fat lot of good that did him. The husband had his own side hustle, snatching money destined for Revolutionary War veterans. When he tried to squeeze Hamilton again, Hamilton came clean to avoid further blackmail. The Hamilton-Reynolds scandal didn't bother the public much. He remained a respected figure until he died in a duel with Aaron Burr in 1804. Beating a blackmailer is possible if the blackmailer is identified and the victim openly reveals the secret. There's no better source on this than David Letterman. In 2009, a former CBS producer sought to blackmail the late-night host 
by writing a screenplay about Letterman's misdeeds. After an investigation, police were prepared to make an arrest. Uh, I had to go downtown to the uh, testify before the grand jury. Yeah. And uh, I had to tell them how I, I was disturbed by this. I was worried for myself. I was worried for my family. Uh, I, f- I felt menaced by this. Uh, and I had to tell them uh, all of the creepy things that I have done. The grand jury signed off and the blackmailer was arrested. Then, to prevent further blackmail, Letterman confessed his sins on national television. Now, of course, we get to what was it, what was all the creepy stuff (laughs) that he was going to put into the the screenplay and and the movie. And uh, the creepy stuff was that I have uh, had sex with women who work for me on this show. Now, my response to that is, yes, I have. I'm a summer guy. I'll be on the porch enjoying a cool drink and reading. Doesn't get any better unless someone else does the cooking. I'm not going to spend the day in fresh air only to eat processed foods. If I'm not eating fresh, I'm wasting one of the best seasons of the year. Fortunately, Factor comes to my rescue. They send fresh meals to me that can be cooked up in minutes. I can go back to the porch with a great meal and enjoy the sunset. I'm not into program diets. I like the chef's choice meals, but if I wanted keto, protein, vegan, or anything else, they can provide it. Premium meals could include steak, shrimp, broccolini, or asparagus. The meals come prepped and are customizable. You can get add-ons for breakfast, lunch, or snacks. And when I head out on vacation, Factor will pause my service until I get back. Plus, I love to grill, so I can choose one of Factor's meals during the week and fire up the charcoal on weekends. Be good to yourself. Enjoy the warm weather, great foods from Factor, along with some money-saving discounts I'm about to tell you about. Head to factormeals.com slash scamsandcons50 and use code scamsandcons50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code SCAMSINCONS50 at factormeals.com slash SCAMSINCONS50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Earlier, when I said honey trap, your mind likely jumped to using sex to extort money or state secrets. And yes, that sometimes happens, but the goal of nation-state honey traps is to get information. And if you're really lucky, you get it from many different people. Enter Maria Butina, a suspected Russian spy. As ABC News reported in 2018, she worked her way into the top echelons of powerful people in the government and the National Rifle Association. The indictment for Maria Butina reads like a spy novel. The government claims she was willing to go to extreme measures to infiltrate the U.S. political system and the NRA. Prosecutors accused the 29-year-old of offering sex in exchange for a position inside an undisclosed special interest organization. She was later sentenced by a federal judge to 18 months in prison after pleading guilty of infiltrating conservative political circles and promoting Russian interests before and after the 2016 presidential election. Once she got out of jail, she was shipped back to Russia and her hometown in Siberia, where despite the freezing cold, she received a warm welcome. These days, there are cameras all around us. Cell phones, computers, and surveillance cameras, to name a few. 
A technologically gifted con artist can activate cameras and phones or computers that capture the private moments of people in their own homes. When the scammer has enough footage, the victim gets an email with an embarrassing image and a demand for money. Someone who knows all about it is Cassidy Wolf, Miss Teen USA 2013. It happened to her while she was still in high school. You would never think somebody would be watching you in your room, and this guy had been. And so the thought of that just was, it gave me nightmares. How did you find out about this? I received an anonymous email from an anonymous person, and it basically was extorting me and blackmailing me. I saw that he had attached nude photos of me that he had taken in my bedroom. CNN reported on the arrest. According to court documents, Jared Abrahams, a former high school classmate of Cassidy's, hacked into her computer, used her webcam to take pictures of her during her most private moments. The FBI says Wolf was one of at least eight women that Abrahams was blackmailing in a scheme that reached as far as Russia. Abrahams was eventually sentenced to 18 months in prison. Hi, I'm Sean McCabe. And I'm Carrie McCabe. We are, well, married, obviously, (laughs) but we're also obsessed with the darker side of things. True crime stories, alien abductions, poltergeists. If it leaves you scratching your head and keeping those lights on at night, we want to hear about it. That's why we host the podcast Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Every week, we bring our listeners a true story guaranteed to send chills down your spine, from history's most brutal serial killers to the mystery of spontaneous human combustion. Yep, lots of these stories leave unanswered questions behind, and you'll get to poke through the rubble of the evidence with a hardened skeptic and... Someone whose mind is more open to fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. You can find Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie wherever you get your podcasts, and on social media at Ain't It Scary. Come play with us. The practice of computer sextortion began in 2009. The original scammers made a lot of money fast, and that got the attention of scammers, including a woman who came to be known as the Philippines' queen of extortion. In 2016, her operation had grown so large that journalist Simon Perry decided to follow the story. Usually you'll find these crimes might originate in Nigeria or some African countries and then get copied overseas. But here, this was the first that anyone had ever heard of these crimes being perpetrated. In about 2013, 2014, they suddenly started springing up. This crime didn't exist until Maria Capras invented it. The woman was later arrested and admitted to using children as young as 13 in her syndicate. The raid on her operation led to the arrest of 58 Filipinos and another 100 persons linked to the extortion. Victims were identified from all over the world, including a Scottish teenager who committed suicide after being blackmailed. With the creation of this scam, the Badger game moved from requiring a close personal encounter to a racket that could be run remotely and reach anywhere in the world. The scammer can have no personal interaction with the mark. although. Getting up close and personal can have its rewards. Japan Today reported in 2020 that police in Tokyo arrested a 34-year-old man and his 35-year-old common-law wife on suspicion of extortion after they threatened to report a man to police for taking upskirt video of the wife unless he paid them about $9,000. So was it a crime of opportunity? 
or a trap. Police said the incident occurred at a shopping center. Apparently, the common-law wife wore a miniskirt and went up escalators repeatedly. Eventually, a man in his 20s began filming up the wife's skirt while the husband was shooting video of his own. After police arrested the couple, they said they'd been going to the mall every weekend over the past year looking for suckers. Apparently, it pays to dress for success. People get taken by a scam or con because they want to believe they can become richer, smarter, or more attractive to a partner. But because they were the mark, they never realized they were being scammed. They never saw it coming. What you can believe in is that a new episode of Scams and Cons is coming in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? Or just a horrible accident. That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.